Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. For all hard rock, heavy metal bands needing worldwide exposure at affordable prices, online metal promo PR is taking bands from the underground to above ground. Visit their official website at onlinemetalpromo.net. Onlinemetalpromo.net. Jason's got an orb flying around his uh, room there. Pay more attention. An An orb? orb? Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah, he does. (laughs) I saw it. Right? It's over in that little, in the right hand side. So I'm going to tell you a funny story. My house is haunted. Uh, I don't know if you there believe you that go. shit or not, but yeah, I do. we've had a couple of weird things happen in the house. Well, I just went out in the, the studio and I have all of our CDs. Uh, well, not all, but I have a box of CDs that were sitting on another box and they couldn't have like fallen over anything. They were scattered all over the band room. Like just somebody <laughs> took the box wow. and went whack. So really? it doesn't surprise me that the ghost is, is, <laughs> mischievous today because it's usually what it does is it does weird mischievous things one day it actually shut the faucet off under the sink really like i asked my wife i'm like why doesn't the water work in the sink she's like i don't know so i went down there i started messing with it somebody turned the faucet off wow. i don't know who it did somebody turned the faucet off wow. so we've had weird shit happen in our house i lost my passport in the house don't know where it is my first one um i've lost stuff in the house that i know is here and it, it just, just disappears Wow, that's crazy. Wow, crazy. what a trick. So, like I said, the orb. I saw it. Yeah. He's active too. today or she's active today. Whoever it is is active today. Yeah. Very interesting. The dogs freak out. out. The dogs freak out in the hallway at nothing. Like absolutely nothing. They'll just start barking in the hallway at something. What wow. a trip. Yeah. Wow. Hopefully you did not know happens. that? That we have a ghost in the house? I didn't know that. No, I haven't had this conversation yeah. with you. So, again, I don't know if you're a believer. I'm a believer. There's something weird in the house. but whatever. Well, I saw a ghost at McMenamin's Edgefield. So, yeah. Oh yeah. For the most part, it's friendly. It does, like I said, it does mischievous stuff. And that wasn't just the box tipped over. Like Lisa, they were scattered from where my pedal board is, almost all the way over to where the bass amp is. Like weird. Somebody forcefully took the box and went. Yeah, weird. Just making sure my CDs don't fall on my head. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) The ghost might come through Zoom. Yeah. Maybe it's maybe maybe it'll be on Doom. No, <laughs> you got the reference. Okay. Uh, let me just go live here. Uh, I think um, James may join us. Maybe running late, but I don't think she knows James either. Okay. No, she does know James. He was on the Ghost. Uh, oh yeah, that's right. With us. Yeah. Unfortunately. No, when I see him. But we saw Ghost this month. We they awesome. came to our area. Awesome. I couldn't believe that the arena was like maybe at 60% capacity. And they, they had just sold out the Barclays Center. But that week, that same week, you had Ramstein at MetLife Stadium. You had Scorpions at the same arena that Ghost played the following day. That's so rough. everyone's touring at the same time. And it's 
diluting how many people could go see which show. It's yeah. uh, it's sad. If you saw him before. I'm gonna go see Iron Maiden in Seattle tomorrow. Is that tomorrow? Fucking Thursday tomorrow. Thursday tomorrow. Thursday. Yeah. yeah, tomorrow I'm driving up to Seattle to see Iron Maiden. You gonna be there, Jimo? Nah, I uh, no, I'm working all weekend. This time. Yeah. How far well, is uh Seattle from Portland? Well, it depends. It's about a four hour drive if you got to do traffic and all that stuff. Mm. So we're going to do that. But they were here not too long ago. So we'll see. They were here last year. So we'll see how well populated that is. I actually flew to San Antonio to see Rammstein. They're phenomenal live. Unbelievable. I think that might be the best show I've ever seen in my life. I'd have to rival them. I really have to admit that. But I will say this. I was so close to the flame during Duhas. My niece and I look at each other. We're like, did you just feel the hair on your eyebrows? Like, yeah, like, you know, tinge. And she's like, yeah. I'm like, yeah, we almost got our eyebrows burned off. And I was- they, had, they had, I mean, they had, I don't know if they had the fire in the middle of the stadium. Yes. Yeah. They had it in the middle of the stadium, man. They had so much crew. They had a porta potty down by the crew pit. It was crazy. <laughs> I've never I, seen a porta party at a crew pit before. <laughs> I just posted uh, two videos from the concert on my channel. I have like five more that I need to edit. One of them is Duhast, and you remember how crazy that was. Oh, that was awesome. Yeah. Was Wayne don't like uh, Rammstein, so uh, we don't talk oh, about man. that. Oh, man. I love them. That's, that's two of us in the room that don't. That's well, fine. That's fine. That. I don't I don't get it. I'm an eccentric uh, taste, so it's okay. Uh, so am I, but that's not me. Dogs metal. All right, just uh, I'm just updating here. We are live right now. We are live. live. Let's get it on. I'm gonna share that shit. Let's let me do the intro. I was just updating uh, Twitter. All right, uh, where is it? Where the hell thing go? Here it is. You do this every week, Wayne. I'm sorry, I'm doing like eight things here. Welcome to Brett Salad Review. Hello, everybody. We are here today, joined by Jason uh moser moser i said That's it correctly it. and our J-Mo. old jmo yep. and our good buddy lisa man hey we haven't seen you in a while sharing they are from the Look. band splinter throne and they have the a metal new album queen out. supreme lisa man they have, new, they have a new album out the greater good of man and i have the album right here it's autographed by all the band members it was really cool and I am also joined by Lou Maps. Um, oh, thanks. Love you too, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> I only host a sticking podcast with you. I'm in a band with you. So that's the thanks I get. Yeah. I get it. I get it. I don't mind. I don't mind. <laughs> You're fired, by the way. Uh, you know, the sad thing is I never learned to read. I just had to finish that. Anyway, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> well, welcome to the show, uh, show Jason and Lisa. Yeah. Thank you for coming on. And um Jason, you've obviously been in a band uh, longer than Lisa has. So uh, give us a brief history about the band, because the band's been around for quite a while, right? 
It's we've been they've been around for a minute. Yeah, the band started in the '06 uh, with the original bass player Brian Bailey, who's still with us, and Brian Garrison, who was our singer for the longest time, and a hodgepodge of different folks that came and went, and um, they kind of morphed into this and that and whatever. And in about 2010, 2011, um, Chris, our current drummer, and I joined the band, and it became more of like a defined traditional heavy metal. Um, I have a background and a, a love for Bay Area thrash. I'm from San Francisco, so that's like oh, that's super cool. important to me. And yeah. um, you know, we just started playing with that lineup and a guitar player here, guitar player there. And then pandemic came and Brian wanted to go do Brian the singer wanted to go do some other stuff. And Lisa came on board and the other guitar player Fred, he wanted to go do other stuff. So he left. So I called my best friend, Matt, who's complaining about it. Ah, am I going to find another guy like that? And Matt goes, well, you want me to play? It's like, yes, you're like my best friend and you shred. So so now it's kind of like my the band I had in high school, we're all friends and we all get along and it's just a good time. And everybody's a phenomenal musician. So it kind of just works out. And that, that's kind of where we're at in this in this day and age. We just keep trucking along and just keep kicking the rock down the road. Oh, very cool so how did lisa get into the band i mean lisa I, when you first when i first met you uh we talked about white crone i think you kind of just got into splintered throne right that was yeah that was been 2019 then yeah like it's it summer a long time ago yeah well you know i was at this gig that uh i was a fan i was a fan of splintered throne and uh i went to see uh flotsam and jetsam and actually, this time, I didn't know Splinter Throne was opening. So I was like, all right, this is great. I love this band, you know? Mm-hmm. So I'm, like, in the front row with my buddy. Her name's Lisa as well. And uh, Brian Garrison, the singer, who I totally admire, said he was leaving the band. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, that sucks, man. That really sucks. And my friend's like, no, go talk to the band. <laughs> I was like, Really? And so I, I did, I, I ta- actually ended up talking to the bass player, Brian Bailey, uh, in the bar. And he gave me, I think he gave me your card. Cause I think, I don't know if you were busy doing something else. It's all a blur, but anyway, it, we the merch the- as usual, the merch, I was dealing with merch. With merch. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, we, uh, connected and, and, uh, and I, I beat Thor shirt guy for the audition. <laughs> Thor shirt guy? Thor shirt guy. Oh, Thor shirt guy. Yeah. Thor shirt guy. You know, I was just like. Like John Michael Thor or like yeah. Mighty Thor? Like John Michael Thor. And so I, I just remember going to, to Jason's to house. They had auditions like on a certain day. And I remember going to Jason's house. And I was like, I, I learned all these songs. He's like, sent me all these songs to learn. I learned all these songs. I was like, I'm going to kick some ass, you know? And this guy's driving off. And I just remember thinking, I'm going to kick your ass. <laughs> <laughs> Thor shirt guy. What was funny is, is we were, we we're jamming and we're playing up there and you know, it's Brian's last show and it, it's kind of bittersweet and everything. And mm-hmm. you know, basically when Brian left, uh, he used this phrase with me. He said, I'm going to give you the keys to the Corvette don't have somebody crash my fucking car. So <laughs> we're up there and we're playing. Again, it's pretty bittersweet. And I looked down, I recognize Lisa, and I'm, man, she knows the words to all our songs. Like I could see her singing along. I said, like, this is cool. Right. So <laughs> afterwards, when when uh, 
she had actually left and I walked up to the table and Brian's like, guess this card I have. Oh my God. <laughs> so uh, we were super excited. We were like, Oh my gosh. So basically the reality of it is Lisa found us. We didn't find her. She found us mm-hmm. and uh, it's just been, it's been great. So just one mm-hmm. of those things, man, just kismet. Yeah. But uh, it took you a while to actually get an album out, uh, you know, a full album out, which came out. Uh, what about a little bit of a couple of weeks ago? I, I can't remember. Like maybe a month ago, right? A month. It's like almost a month. Yeah, yeah, it's almost a month. I need to buy my copy. Yeah, you do. What's taking so long? What the hell, Lou Mavs? Go to splinteredthrone.bandcamp.com. Good plug. And see these? I've been using these because I've been recording with this schmuck for the last three months. (laughs) So I've been busy. I'm sorry. He's been been a little busy. (laughs) He's amazing you. Yeah, but I keep up on everything. But um, yeah, so how <laughs> and actually, actually, before you released this album, you did release uh, a song. I can't remember what it was, but I remember you guys put a video together. Of a yeah, song. it was for Immortal. Um, it's a tune on the Redline album that, when Lisa joined the band, we wanted to go and and just kind of put something out to say, hey, we you know new singer, we're still moving forward, blah blah blah. And uh, so we picked that. We actually picked another song too that didn't quite make it out. Um, and I don't, I, I don't know why we picked Redline. I know we had talked about doing a cover as well, but we couldn't really decide on one. And we kind of wanted to to slam something out in a hurry. So we, we, we picked those two, these two songs that we actually recorded. And so we put Immortal out and um, then we actually remixed and remastered that one, actually remastered it for the CD. It's the very last song on the CD. Right. Yeah. Um, so have you been keeping contact with Brian, your old singer at all? little bit uh he's busy mm. um he's doing a yacht rock band oh so they do stuff like uh <laughs> like if you put on the yacht rock channel on sirius six in yeah so and it's actually pretty that, entertaining because they're pretty are they good. playing are they playing boz Skaggs's ludo and christopher cross's uh ride like the wind that's exactly what they're doing it's a doobie <laughs> brother i love that michael mcdonald I, I, I say that if it wasn't for Christopher Cross's Ride Like the Wind, we would have never had Desert Plains by Judas Priest. Okay, right. I'll take that to the bank. I, I told my wife, I said, when they get a gig, we are going to go up there and hopefully it's in a casino and we're just going to have a blast and just have a good old time. Really yeah. fun. Now, has he heard the new album? Does he like Pina Colada? No, just kidding. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I had getting caught in the rain. Getting caught in the rain. Um, <laughs> well, he's not into health food. Um, I don't know. That's a good question. We haven't really had this, uh, had that lengthy of a conversation um, about it. I I sent him stuff as we were kind of, hey, we're doing this, and I, like just kind of, you know, check this out. And uh, he's liked everything. I mean, again, he's, he's he again, he was one of my he's one of my best friends too. And so um, I want to let him know that we're not going to crash the Corvette. Right. Yeah, I don't. Th- I don't think you did. What happened? He's got another orb. He's got a ghost in there. What's going on? I don't know. I think I told you. <laughs> Who me? What? <laughs> I don't know. They looked like he had a ghost in there. Yeah, it's ghost. <laughs> no, that's just my uh, douche flute right here, because you know. <laughs> but no, you, you did not crash the Corvette at all. I think Definitely the new not. album. The new album is great, um, and it's got that old school uh, heavy metal sound to it. That traditional sound. It's um, Lemmy approved. Yeah, it is. Hey, all right. No, he's up there. He's up there in his box. Sorry. I see him. Very cool. <laughs> uh, what's where did you guys record the album at? In a studio? Sounds like it's a studio recording. So mm, we went to 
we went, so we work with a guy named Kevin Hahn, um, who's done Scorpions and Paul Gilbert. Mm -hmm. He's worked with Lisa phenomenally for years. Um, wow. we, he has two studios that he works out of. One's called Primal and the other is Opal. And that's the one at his house. So we recorded uh, drums at Primal and uh, vocals and a couple other things over at Opal. And then actually Matt and I did guitars here at our own respective homes. And then we just imported the tracks and kind of mixed and mastered stuff over there and just kind of put it all together, um, you know, a little bit here, a little bit there, and just got it all done. All right, cool. And uh, James is now joining us. Yes, yes, I am here. Oh, the voice, the of, voice God. of God himself. The voice of God himself is here. <laughs> Ziggy Baby said, James Luke was number one. America, Achtui. I got two. Absolutely. Hold on. I'm sorry. I'm trying to get my, my everything working. While here. James is going on, uh, we already got some uh, people in the chat, Wayne. Yes, we did. Yes. Uh, uh, I just, Mr. Anti. Go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. You, okay. Mr. Anti Mazda Beast. I think that's his name. Oh, yeah. Hey. He says, Greetings, everyone. Um, okay. He does have a question for Lisa, which is actually a question that I was going to ask you once Wayne was done. Uh, we'll get to that later. Uh, Ralph Vieira, Dr. Fuck, is in the chat. Hey. And said, what an amazing CD. All songs rule, all killer, no filler. Favorites so far are Morning Star Rising and Underdogs. I'd have to say those are two of my favorites. I want to throw the title track and the crossing on those as well, as well as the opening track as well. And congratulations to Dr. Fuck, uh, by the way, for going getting on uh, Brave Words. Yes, yes. Very cool. With uh, Mr. Martin Popoff himself. Yeah. And... Uh, Anti Mazda Beast also says that he heard of Lisa from White Crone. So we've all heard from the uh, from White Crone. You know the the best cover version of Stargazer ever. Thank you. <laughs> uh, so what Thanks was my Anti Mazda Beast's question? Uh, what was it like transitioning from the blues into such epic metal? Well, you know, I, I haven't really transitioned from one thing to another because, you know, I'm still doing blues. That's what I do for a living. I play blues and do blues gigs and, and I do showcases with other artists. Uh, I've got some stuff coming up with a kid named Steven Taylor and I've done stuff with Ben Rice. I'm going to be working with um, uh, Johnny Rawls, the Mississippi soul man, Johnny Rawls, who was O.V. Wright's right hand man i mean i got all kinds of blues gigs going on but i grew up doing metal so i grew up in mosh pit that's what i like to say you know i grew up getting injured in mosh pits <laughs> that and your school joey DeMaio of man of war himself yeah i played joey DeMaio's bass you know on stage so you know that that's just in my in my blood and so to me it's just like it's kind of like picking up a different instrument in a way it's like i don't i know i sing completely differently i people think i'm from england or something when i sing metal <laughs> and they know i'm from the south when i sing blues so yeah. you know i yeah i just i just love music and you know who knows maybe i'll put a torch song album and a country album i don't care i'll do it all <laughs> but get do it all before i drop dead there you go what was that well, Lou, go ahead and ask your question. Or something just fell. It's a ghost, uh, man. It's it's Moses. Yeah, ghost. It's, it's, yeah. What the hell? He came over here, yeah. Yeah. making its waves. Uh, Jason, uh, me being a guitar player as well, uh, I'd like to ask you: What gear do you uh, use to record? Um, I used. I mostly used my Hughes. I have a Hughes and Kettner hit switchblade from like two thousand seven. 
that I bought brand new and it, something happened to it, it broke down. So the only person in the US at that time who could fix it was uh, Alex License Tech. So they actually okay. sent it to him. And at the time we had a guy in the van that had the exact same head. And so his head at like five was mine on two. Uh, so they did something to it that hot rods everywhere. I go, people go, dude, your sound is great. Um, and so what I did in the studio is Kevin had a uh, Mesa head, like one of those heads that weighs a ton. And mm -hmm. I just, they all do, but name. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I recorded everything with that um, here at the house. Um, I did a little bit of mic cabinet and I used uh, my fractal. I have a fractal AX8. Mm -hmm. So I found a tone that was, yeah, it was okay. And then we just kind of squeezed it out in the studio, got a little bit of better tone. And um, that's how we got the stuff on the, on the CD. But all the rhythms are a tube amp and a cabinet in a room, just full on. Mic'd up. Very cool. And what brand guitars do you use? Uh, I use like the mid end, like the middle end Jackson's, not the high end, because I'll beat the crap out of them and then the low ends are, you know, crummy, but. Um, kind of those mid those mid-range ones so now i hear you i i have a mid-range jackson myself i have a made in indonesia adrian smith uh model but uh -huh. i love it it plays great it's yeah. lightweight and it's uh you can use it to play anything so yeah, yeah. I, that's I, my I next jackson. purchase i'm gonna buy that white white one with the black pick guard because i have this other project i'm doing that i can't really mention yet but that guitar would be very handy for it is that the one with the maple neck or the uh, uh, ebony neck? Because mine has the maple neck. Yeah, I'm going to do the maple. I love maple necks. Maple necks are way to go. I agree. <laughs> uh, what kind of neck do you have, James? Uh, no neck at the moment. Neck beard. Um... <laughs> James, good to see you again, buddy. How's everything going? Uh, everything's going well. Um, thank you, everybody, for the... Uh, thank you, Lou, for the... Uh, touching tribute of, of me last uh, last week but i was uh so uh, long story short and, and i got no problem rel relaying this uh we had to put our oldest dog down uh last sunday not this sunday but the last one so it was a rough a rough week last week losing a losing a fur baby like that and we had her for 14 years so i was not in the mood to be talking iron maiden if you know my uh <laughs> wonderful views on iron maiden and how i've been kind of critiquing them i was not in the mood to be listening to two albums of that so <laughs> put, it to, right. put it to you this way once we got to mid 90s maiden james said no slow songs maiden so no, like, no it, slow songs no no slow songs still no putting the putting the title track in your chorus at all times and repeating it at nauseam <laughs> so <laughs> but actually i had a question for uh for lisa and, and jason uh when you were guys coming up with the sound actually i really enjoyed it which is kind of funny me trashing iron maiden the entire time Actually, you guys did all the good points I like to say about Iron Man and none of the bad. So you left all the, all, like what Jim Cornette once said, kept all the good shit, left all the bad shit on the floor, which is great. Um, what, what were you guys listening to to like get that sound and everything going when you guys started? What were like you guys is like, what were you guys like listening to or and, like any like different music and different bands that you were listening to prior to like writing that gave you like the inspiration to make all the songs? <sighs> I'll start because basically I started with the music and then I, I can't speak for how Lisa came up with uh, her end of things, but I am kind of stuck between the year 1978 and 1985-ish is like, that is like the golden era of music for me. Like, you know, Thin Lizzy, Judas Priest, Stained Class, first Iron Maiden record, except Metallica, like everything from 
that era and and even some non-metal stuff border sticks during like all that stuff to me is is the shit that's like the golden age of music so that's always a standard rotation in my playlist never goes anywhere um i like some newer stuff but usually this newer stuff i like definitely pulls from that so trivium avenge sevenfold hammerfall things like that um and then i like this band and this new style of music my kid turned me on they're a band called ballyhoo they're out of maryland they play like reggae ska punk their music just super happy uplifting it just makes me want to drink beer and sit on the beach all day and there's a whole shitload of bands from the maryland area bumping uglies um tropidelic there's just all kinds of bands that play that. i love that stuff and that's how greater good of man came along because i wanted to write a song like that kind of music and so i wrote greater good of man as kind of a, not a joke but as hey I wrote this and I'm going to put this on my own record someday. Like someday I'm going to do a solo record. And I brought it to the band and they all said, that is a great song. So it's not for you. It's for me. So eventually it came up with some lyrics and I'm like, okay, I I guess it's a band now. Yeah. That song was going on the record, man. There was no two ways about it. Yeah, (laughs) I I love that breakdown in the song. Definitely. It rocks. And that's it. That's the stuff, the ska. And they're like, I'm going to try this because I'm not really a ska guitar player, but hey, whatever. I'll do it on a V with EMG pickups. I can do ska on any guitar, right? I'm a, I'm a huge um, ska fan. So that's why like, I'm a huge Real Big Fish. and, and Bad Yeah, Bad Real Big and, Fish. And, like, and Long Beach Dub All-Stars and all those guys. I, I enjoy all that stuff. So that okay. was... Did you have to go check out Ballyhoo because they are... They like they do it to me. They do it. It's like perfect. So you recommending that James picks it up, picks it up, picks it up. Hey, hey, hey. Sorry, couldn't help it. <laughs> I'll do some skanking later, okay? For you. And then and you. I gave it to her and boom, off she went. Yeah. So. It's funny because he and I were born, Jason and I were born like, what, five days apart or something in the same year. Oh. So we're kind of like astrological twins in a way. My mom was an astrologer, so... So I, I'm, that's like the golden age for me too. And I, I like to call myself the unfrozen cave woman of metal because <laughs> all my references, well, not all of them. I mean, I was into Rammstein and Seattle sound in the nineties and stuff like that. But a lot of my references is like from the eighties and from the stuff that I, you know, grew up listening to and moshing to and playing along and singing to playing my bass. And, and uh, so for me, it's like, yeah, that, 80s stuff and iron maiden i love the storytelling aspect of their history metal songs and and so uh, i i like a narrative song so for me it 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 usually doesn't have anything to do my songwriting doesn't have anything to do with something i've been listening to recently it's influenced by everything i've listened to since i was started listening to music so, and the things that were the biggest things that in my formative years that influenced me more than anything. So, you know, like I grew up, like my blues, my blues music is, inf- it has a lot of like Americana and country influence because I grew up in West Virginia and it was just everywhere. I mean, it's just u- ubiquitous. And so that flavor is just going to come through. And then some of my, my blues rock stuff has, metal influences i got one song there's like iron maiden licks and stuff i'm like yeah they don't even know they're playing it on blues radio. it's like wink wink they don't even know what they're playing but um 
but yeah, it's just stuff that's in my bones, really. And and for the most part, it's it, I just love narrative songs. Oh, one of my favorite songs growing up, though, non-metal song, The Wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald. Love that song. I freaking love that song, man. It's that so that is from like... Canadian folk artist Gordon Lightfoot. That Gordon is my Lightfoot. brother's favorite artist. And the great, the great Gordon Lightfoot. The great Gordon Lightfoot. That's stuff I grew up on. And, you know, me being from New York, you'd think it would be, you know, Ramones and Kiss only. Uh-uh. I grew up on Gordon <laughs> Lightfoot. I grew up on Johnny Cash and Waylon Jennings. Yeah. Um, stuff, man. I love yeah, them. I mean, I, I'll, I'll plug my stuff at the end of the show. We're here to talk about Ew, you guys. But do. one thing I want to say, though, Lisa, I love the fact that you covered a song from the classic Kiss era from the Peter Chris solo album. I saw your oh, video hey, you, of that. You got that, man. I you loved it. That. You know how that came about. That's on. Before you say that, I just want to say oh, Peter Chris is the most ago. underrated of the solo albums. I, I, I really so. have to say I that. I like that solo album. You know, there's a lot of good boogie-woogie piano on there. It's That's why. Wait, I didn't ask you your opinion. That's my <laughs> opinion. It's garbage. Dude, zip it. That song kicks ass. You and, like and Motorama, Wayne? Your opinion is invalid. That, <laughs> d- valid. Valid right there. Shut validity. Up. It's a good movie. It's better than the new Monsters movie, by the way. And Lisa oh, likes it. I don't know how. I like that movie. It's corny and I love it. <laughs> I'll take throw- her opinion over yours, Wayne, any day. And maybe want to throw like like toilet paper and popcorn and squirt. <laughs> Great and- Scott. Great and, Scott. Jason, Jason is shaking his head over there. Did you watch the Munsters movie? I haven't. I've heard it's horrible. And Rob Zombie has had a couple of decent movies. And ever since then, ever since the first Devil's Rejects, when you get the same person to be your act, main actress the whole time. It's, it's like, you know, come on now. Enough. I agree. Devil's Rejects was good, <laughs> but ends right there. But how, what do you like about that movie, Lisa? What did we're, I like we're getting, about the yeah, we're getting sidetracked Did you, did you yeah, watch the, you know did you watch the Monsters movie? as a kid? Everything that I liked about the Monsters, the TV show. Yeah. And it's in color. Hmm. That's what I like about it. But it's not funny. The Monsters TV show was so, funny. It's, it's hilarious. Stupid. It's really <laughs> I laughed my ass off because it was so Wayne, stupid. Wayne, you I thought the it. Monsters TV show was funny? It was hilarious. Yes. Are you saying the Monsters TV show wasn't funny, James? I'm not. I'm not saying it was funny. It was more in that corny cornball type of way. Right. Yeah. But it was. Funny. Yeah, but think about what it was against: Green Acres, the Beverly Hillbillies. I mean, love all of I, them. Leave I'll it take to the Beaver. Monsters over them any day. Right, leave people oh, see, uh, I, I love the Beverly Hillbillies. I love the old Beverly Hillbillies, but we also still watch them here in Knoxville. So. Mm. It's I I was spoiled because that was you my upbringing. It was Yeehaw growing up too, didn't you? <laughs> Damn right, I did. We never knocked Roy Clark once. Never here. knocked the great Roy Clark. We will Blue never. That man can play a rag better than anybody. I will be picking and grinning until the day I die. Okay, that's right. Because right, it ain't chicken picking; it's just picking <laughs> and a grinning. Uh, right, I forgot the grinning. But you know, I mean, growing up on Munsters, the original Batman, Fruity Pebbles, and. Uh, uh, fruity yummy mommy i love the monsters so i have no shame in that i thought that actor was perfect man he probably just walked in the room and just went, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> like, you're hired you're hired you're hired that's the Can thing you it, deal it, with my wife as long as i have yeah. and you're hired 
that's the thing. It, like, it, it all looked good. You know, the colors of everything and, and how Harmon looked. It looked, you know, exactly like uh, Fred Gwynn. And uh, everything looked cool. Just the, the script wasn't there. You know, it was, just was not funny. Somebody just said Lassie in the chat room. Lassie, yes. Yeah. Lassie? Lassie was a good show. Lassie. But uh, getting back to Splinter yeah. Throne, uh, yes. I'm looking in the booklet, and uh, the song Underdogs was inspired uh, by those struggling with addiction to those who made it into recovery. Uh, tell us some uh, about that song. Did you know somebody that was uh, going through that, or how that song uh, came out? I have been working with people in recovery for the last five years, uh, mm-hmm. almost five years. And so uh, I've watched a lot of people make it, a lot of people not make it, people that made it, and then within a couple months, not. And so uh, it's just hard to watch people do that. And I had a couple of people that I, I actually was pretty close to um, in the little program thing I work with. And uh, I just uh, broke my heart for some of these guys. And uh, like, I literally came home. It's kind of like Immortal. When Immortal came out, it was the night that Lemmy died. And oh, I wow. sat in this room over here with a half a bottle of Jack Daniels. And that song literally came out of me in like 20 minutes, like everything. Yeah. I was like, holy cow. And it was the same thing. I I kind of had this riff, that riff. And, you know, one, of those, one day, one of those guys didn't quite make it. And I came home and I was just, just kind of poured out and it put it together. And it was one that's, it's, that's more of a, I don't want to say a me song, but it's uh, inspired by people that, you know, have affected my life. And so, you know, people like it. We've had a couple of reviews where like, ah, it's the weakest song on the album. I'm like, I don't really give a shit what you think because I didn't write that for you. I wrote that for me. And if you like it, cool. And if you don't, whatever. Right. They don't have to listen to it. You know, Um, skip that track. That's why it's in the middle. So you go, oh, like, 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 that's. Yeah, that one's filler. I'll go to the next one. Ooh, that's good stuff. And that's kind of how I hope it. I disagree wholeheartedly. Guy. There's not one bad song on the entire I, right. record. I was going to say that. Really song, right? I mean, you know, no one's talked about Night of the Heathens. I actually like that one the most. So that's uh, me. And also, I, I, that also felt kind of ghosty, too. So, like, I was like, I was like, ah, oh, there's Lisa. <laughs> uh, Andrew Peters says Splinter Throne. Was is was is das. Uh, this is. Is this mine tile? It's oh, called, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's just mine tie. All right, but well, this is Splinter Throne here, and Jason and Lisa are from the band Splinter Throne, and and Andrew, go on, uh, I guess Spotify or iTunes, SplinterThrone.bandcamp.com, Bandcamp. buy it directly from the band. To buy it, Spotify to listen to it or whatever, and then just keep listening to it. And we need those numbers to go up, so share it with your friend and your grandma and your das Amazon as musica, yeah. Yeah. And Andrew, you you Germans love this shit. I'm telling you, we send more CDs to Germany really? than anywhere else. The Germans are loving, but they love power metal. They love American. Right. That's funny. Metal. We have shirts because Wayne's Project Resurrect CD made it to Germany, but That's on um, illegal streaming platforms. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yes, Ven. I didn't forget about you, you douche nozzle. <laughs> but that was a cool shirt. I gotta get one of those shirts. Show that again. It's yeah, that's soft. good. Oh, it's nice and soft. It's nice and soft. <laughs> it's comfortable. It has the album on it, and there's a couple other cool shirts too. So right. One of them. One of them. No, I don't think you have a whole bunch of them, Jason. The Lady uh, Throne. The Lady Throne. Yeah, that one's really cool. What I I need to find that artist and have them change the art around just a little because there's five guys at the throne of or five guys at the throne with the 
lady sitting on it. I need to take one of those guys out, and there's just the four of us, and you're sitting on the oh, how you're sitting game on the throne. Throne. Yeah. Like right there. How very Game of Thrones. Yeah. But uh, yes, Andrew, that, that is this is who Splinter Throne is, and um, yeah, you've been with watching the show, us doing Iron Maiden stuff. So if you love Iron Maiden, you're definitely gonna love Splinter Throne. So yeah, and we needed a break from the Maiden Priest thing. It was yeah, getting too much. Every That's just blasphemy to me. I'm sorry. Just well, the I, whole concept. I, I, I know, I know, Lisa. You're probably not happy with my review, so I'm staying out of that one. <laughs> but you're putting Priest over though, James. So that's a good thing. Oh yeah, I'm. A, I'm Nobody I'm, has to. Yeah, no, and, and like I said, it's just it's. Otherwise, just there's it's no a, dialogue. Exactly. Exactly, uh, Jason. If you had to pick between Iron Man or Judas Priest, who do you like more? Maiden. Yeah. What about you, Lisa? Maiden. I think hers Maiden, that's right? Hard. Yeah, hers I always mean, Maiden. That's yeah. But come on. Yeah. I mean, it's safe to say. It's safe to say Steve Harris has influenced more bass players than Ian Hill. All due respect to Ian Hill, but you know. There, you can't really see it. There's my Eddie up oh, right there. From oh, yeah, yeah. My Eddie. Yeah, that's cool. I see your Eddie and I match it. I don't have a tattoo, but I got oh. it up. <laughs> All right, cool. Uh, some, what's your, your, some of your guy? What's that? Oh, killers. Third greatest album ever. R- right under Van Halen's Fair Warning and Ozzy's Diary of a Madman for me. Killers is right up there. Mm-hmm. I'd have uh, to go with uh, Stained Class as my one of my favorites. Uh, killers. And then it's a kind of a toss-up. Diaries in there, but except Restless and Wild because yeah. Ty learned how to play guitar as that record. I learned every freaking song on that album like backwards and forwards and we're both big fans of that album nothing wrong with that oh yeah there's nothing wrong with like an accept baby i know lisa what's one of the standout tracks on the album for you oh god all of them i love them all i know they're all good but is what is the one that you like baby do you like the best well everybody's got their favorite track. i don't know man (laughs) i mean I, I'm actually, you know, I love the cross. I just love the crossing. The crossing yeah. is epic. I love long songs. I love epic maiden songs. that are like seven minutes long. And this one, this one's a mere six minutes long, but it's just got it all. It's got, you know, it's actually, you know, it was now I'm remembering that you called the, the instrumental track heathen or heathens or something when you sent it to me. It's right. called the Heathen Riff because the I Heathen. I love a band called Heathen and I was like this is yeah. like a Heathen kind of riff and that's kind of where it came. That's from. where it came from. Mm-hmm. So that was Heathen, and then the Crossing. When you sent that to me, you said you sent the riff. You said this was a song you wanted to be about, like a shipwreck or something, or something at sea. Yeah, and so you kind of had the little planted, bit. Yep. Yeah, I had the planted. little bit of the middle. Yep, that little bit the the chorus idea and that little bit in the middle about hey, your ship's sinking you better do something about it <laughs> you might want to do something about that now and so that got me in like hey well there's got to be a story you know the night of the heathens is about so those are the two songs i fucking love but the night of the heathens is about uh the battle of ashdown and i actually learned about that before i saw that lost kingdom show so i didn't steal it from the lost kingdom show because i was gonna watch it, it was like they're gonna do the battle of ashdown and it was like five minutes out of an episode like that's it that was the battle of ashdown Mm. yeah so the true story is in there but the crossing is based on the story of this uh african king 
And he was like the richest man in the world. And even by today's standards, he would have been like, you oh, know. Oh, King Mohammed. Man. It's like King Mohammed, something of Mali, right? Of Mali, the King of Mali. Yeah. You're right. Uh, uh, Abu Bakr was, I think it was his, his, like his predecessor. He, you know, just wanted more riches. And so he got on a ship, a bunch of ships with some men, and they went out to the sea and were in search of riches and never heard from again that was Mansa Musa Mansa Musa that's it man you're right that's it that's the story of getting a history lesson here this is awesome so oh god oh god shocker Sabadon fan knows history <laughs> <laughs> hey I'm a history buff so this is cool right on so you know you can uh, rock out and learn some shit at the same time that's what metal's about, you know. We were the history teachers, you know. I passed happy history thanks to Iron Maiden. So there you go. I wasn't good at history, even though I listened to all yeah. the Maiden stuff. It's terrible. Eh. Alexander the Great. I mean, could have been a little more poetic song, right? My, my people, my people, the Greeks. <laughs> Alexander, there you go. That's it. Hence, hence why, hence why I love Sabadon. They did the White Death. My finish, my Finnish brethren. Ah. Are you part Finnish too, James? No, no, no. My my grandfather fought in the Finnish army in World War II. Ah, okay. Yeah, he was he was the Swedish, the, you know, because the western part of Finland's more predominantly Swedish. Got and it. That's where he lived. Yeah. Speaking well, of, you know, speaking maybe of Finland, someday, maybe someday Sabaton will write a song about the Hatfields and McCoys, and then my people will be represented. <laughs> <laughs> speaking of Finland, hi Timo Toki. Hope you're doing okay. <laughs> Poor well, guy I mean, gets I, stuck in every airport in Mexico right now. <laughs> <laughs> Am I, I wrong? At least, at least the Hatfields and McCoys have got a nice, wonderful dinner theater in, in Pigeon Forge, Tennessee. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. And what about you, Jason? Uh, is there another song than Underdogs that uh, is like one of your favorites on the album? You know, Underdogs is actually not my favorite song because it's just kind of a I don't know. I lo- I love the song. It, like Lisa said, it's all they're all like which kid is my favorite. You know, they all, all have right, something right. kind of kind of special. I think for me, Night of the Heathens, because when I came up with that riff, it was the sickest riff I had come up with. I was like, ah, that's pretty cool. And then when Matt put a harmony to it, I went, I like it can be better. And then just kind of the way how that song morphed um, into if you strip it down and you look at all the different ways the certain right. riffs are picked and how they're all similar. But if you strip it down, they're actually not. They're all just a, just a little bit different, um, which is kind of like as a songwriter, as a guitar player, you know, like, for example, Dave Mustaine, he has these like signature riffs that he does. Mm-hmm. And I like to feel like well, I kind of have the same thing. Um, I don't really necessarily reinvent the wheel, but but I like what I do. And it, it just kind of, at least for me, <clears throat> makes me feel like I actually know how, how to play guitar because uh, <laughs> I actually started out as a bass player. Much like uh-huh. Lisa, I played bass oh, for probably 20 years before I actually decided eh, I'm going to actually play guitar a little more seriously because um, I just I wanted to. I wasn't trying to be a professional musician anymore. It was more for fun. Mm-hmm. And so then I started playing guitar. And so for me, I, I approach guitar playing as more of a rhythm instrument. And the guys that I respect for that, like Hetfield and Scott Ian is like one of my favorite guitar players of all time, super underrated. Dave Mustaine, oh, yeah. guys like that, that, you know, the song comes first and then whatever else has to make it work. So um, for me, Night of the Heathens is number one. And number two is 
a close second is uh, the title track, just because with Lisa coming in the band, I want to ride a blues riff. And if you strip that down, it's a one, four, five. It's a blue, it's a blues riff with mm. except sprinkled all over it. Right. So that's kind of, <laughs> <how> it. <laughs> it's a blues riff with fiddly bits. <laughs> uh, actually, uh, Lisa, there's, there's a question I want to ask you. Normally when I hear you sing, it's uh, in standard, but I know that the album was recorded in uh, E flat standard. Uh, yes. Was it a different transition for you going from a natural to a uh, flat oh, or no, was it still I was like, like, dude, please, y'all need to bring this down because I'm an alto, you know, and here I go. I'm writing this stuff that's really challenging. So metal is challenging. See, blues, I mean, I, I can sing blues in a challenging way. And there are some songs that are challenging, but for the most part, it's very conversational. So it's not too far outside of my speaking voice. But singing metal is like singing opera, you know, and I can't, you know, I'm a woman of a certain age and I can't hit some notes that I used to be able to. I used to sing along with freaking Ema Sumac records and shit. So I can't hit those super high notes anymore. And so I told the guys, hey, you know, it would be more comfortable for me for what I wrote for these songs, if we brought them down a half step and they were like, yeah, sure, man, that's fine. We'll all get consistent tuning. I think uh, JMO uh, didn't, was it you or Matt that had, you already had guitars that were tuned half step. So it was just like, yeah, just, you got to get them set up that way. But uh, for me, it's just, it's just, it, it's helpful for me not to strain myself. Mm. I like it. I hear you. But I mean, yep. I, I, you know me, I love your voice. I mean, to me, you're right up there with like uh, a lot of the uh, modern blues uh, female singers, you know, like women like Samantha Fish and Joanne Cooper. You know, I think you're, you know, your voice is as good as theirs, if, if, to me, if not better, personally. But thank you, know, you. So thank you, James. Um, honestly, I, I just, I, I really, I was, yeah, you did catch me off guard. Sorry. Okay. I, Sorry, I, I I forgot to finish cooking to run right in here. So that's why if you see me in the nibbling, I've been, I, I made some chicken. Turn and the it, stove it, off, me. No, I, it was it was the barbecue. So it was already done. <laughs> but um, the the re, uh, like I how'd you guys come up with like the uh, the the list of the track listing there? Because like uh, I mean, I really enjoy how the the album just starts right off with the reaper the, the reapers calling. And, like it just it really start it sets the tone. I think it was a really good tone setting album. So. How'd you guys come up with the set list to do all the different songs there? Yeah, the sequencing is perfect. He's right. Um, that's kind of, that's like kind of my, I don't know, specialty or whatever. I just try and think of like, how would I like to hear the whole record? And I, I think of back to like, um, you guys are talking about Iron Maiden. And I was thinking about the first time I heard Number of the Beast and how all the tracks are just like, the way they're laid out is perfect. Killers is another one. And so, I always think back to when you were like when I was a kid and you bought a record and you got a cassette and you just put it in and you hit play and you just listen to the whole thing. It wasn't like, oh, I'm just going to kind of skip tracks or I'm going to put it on shuffle. It started at song one and it went all the way to song you know, eight or nine. Um, Diary of a Madman is another thing. You just put that thing on, boom, it goes. Next thing you know, you're a Diary of a Madman. You're like, how the hell did I get here? Um, and so to me, you got to have an album that flows. Otherwise, you lose people's interest. And especially in this day and age, you only have 15 seconds. You have to try and keep people engaged. I mean, you have something that's 40 minutes long. How are you going to keep them 
for 40 minutes. That's really tough. So I always think about like, how does it flow? What is the transition? I, is the mood there? Are you, are you kind of, you know, peaks and valleys and how does it flow? Um, and the same with the live set. I try and think of like, you can't just have a bunch of stuff that hammers people on the head. They go, okay, I'm going to go, you know, have a beer. Cause this is like the fifth song of the pit. Like I need a break. I need a breather. Right. Um, so I always kind of think of it that like, what's the flow? What's, what's the emotion? What's the, mm-hmm. what are you getting out of it? I love bands like Overkill and, and Exodus. Exodus is one of my favorite bands. But I know when I put that record on, it's going to be a lot of the same stuff for the whole time of the record. <laughs> right. Especially at this day and age, it, it, there's going to be like of the eight tracks on it, five are going to be really good. And the other three are like, meh, they're, they're okay. And so I want to try and have, even if we have something that somebody thinks, meh, it's okay. It's it's in a place where you don't just go, well, screw it. I'm done listening to this thing. Right. Yeah, that's definitely the, uh, one of the most important things about putting out an album is got to have it flow. And yeah, this album does flow. Um, you guys just recently did a show with Emerson. How did that go? Emissary, sorry. Emissary. That was well, fun. How, how'd you say that again, Wayne? Uh, shut Emissary. up, James. Emissary. <laughs> he's been hanging out in England again. Uh, yeah, yeah, you know, he, he's, uh, he would spend a little too Ooh. much time in Welsh, you know. It came, it Do you know what I meant? Jim Harris is good people, man. Emissary, they're good people. So that was a fun show. I think was it uh were you guys like last minute on that show or something? I think we were. I think we were last minute. Yeah, we uh for our CD show, we had somebody can't we had the headliner cancel that kind I wouldn't say last minute, but like it put us in a spot. And so same thing happened to them. Their headline, their local headliner canceled and we don't like normally doing too many shows in Portland so close to mm. each other because anyway, I'm mm. not going to get into Portland's draw, but that's not a really good idea. So uh, I, I just, I had just been through that. So I told Jim and we've been wanting to play with them. I'm like, dude, we'll jump on that bill for you, man. No problem. So yeah. it's a good fit. Yeah. Yeah. They're cool. definitely a really cool band. Jim, Jim, Jim's a cool guy. <laughs> yeah, he's pretty funny. Uh, what shows do you have lined up? Any kind of thing coming up soon or? Yeah, any plans on touring? Any what? Touring oh, touring. Yeah. Yes, uh, I'm talking to some festival folks right now for next year. I think that's kind of our goal. Um, I was trying to do a short run through the Northwest with a really awesome instrumental band out of uh, California called Points North. That is amazing. You should go check out. I think I've heard that. Um, I got the I got the local gig here in Portland booked. And I could not get Eugene was kind of there and flaky, and then we tried to do another market over here in in uh, Eastern Oregon, and I, I just I just couldn't make it happen. So that fell through, and then I've got a couple other things locally. We're just going to try and do between here and the end of the year. But the big push is to try and do some festivals next year, and then I have a West Coast run. I'm trying to have us do with. Some other female fronted bands from the West Coast, and I'll just let you kind of remember that yeah. as you might. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's that would be that would be so killer. And also, we <clears throat> we released this album kind of late in the <clears throat> late, you know, in the late summer, and you know, we've geared up our PR campaign basically to press this album. Our goal right now is get this album in as many ears as possible. But when it comes to festival bookings. You have to look at next year and the right. year after because all summer festivals were already booked by the right. time 
we, you know, started hitting the scene with PR. So we're looking at festivals next year. We do have something called Halloween Palooza. And so the White Side Theater is a really cool theater, man. That's a great stage, big old stage in Corvallis, Oregon. And uh, who's there? Toxic Zombie, Attention Whore, Red Eye <laughs> Demon. I love that. Attention Whore. And so it's 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 going to be a Halloween party. So see what everybody's going to wear. It's going to be. We'll Are you guys going to dress up? Do you have to dress up as anything? We uh, we're, we have well, some Brian ideas, will. but it has to be agreed on by the band the other thing with that bill is we're playing with a band called crash karma and they just came off a tour yeah. with john five they're freaking good i'm super excited to play with them um and toxic zombies been around forever they're super fun they're the perfect halloween band like you yeah. couldn't find a better one up here they're like they're good yeah. um but uh we, we got something in seattle or in everett just north of Seattle, too, on Friday, November 18th. Yep. It'll be at Tony V's in Everett. Yeah, we haven't been to Seattle in, uh, well, we did the Fun House a while back, but this is our first time up north, and we, we've got a lot of good friends and fans up there, so we're hoping that people will come on out and support and buy new merch and all that good stuff. Oh, very cool. We Christmas got- time. We have lots of Christmas stuff for Christmas. Hey, come on, buy some stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Merchandising. <laughs> We got to get you guys out to the East End here. Stocking yeah. stuffers, man. Yeah. yeah. Patch. Sure. Very cool. I have one of those somewhere. I know. Yeah. So it. I got it. cool to have a patch a... your forehead. Be cool <laughs> to have a Splinter Thrones uh, Severed Angel show in New York. That would be awesome. That would be awesome. Who's Severed Angel? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. I don't except, know. Except, except, for, <laughs> except for you guys only doing that in the Northeast won't come. Won't be brave enough to come down here. Mm-hmm. Well, where are you, where you know, are you hopefully at, we can book a show Knoxville. at uh, Bob's Country Bunker. We'll play behind the chicken wire and there you uh, go. we'll be good to go. Hey, you know yes. what? It, it ain't a good time. It ain't a good old-fashioned hoot nanny if there ain't no dang beer being thrown at the chicken wire, all right? This is true. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Just play rawhide right. over and over. Exactly. Exactly. All <laughs> right. Where could uh, people go to see Splinter Throne with the websites and everything? Splinterthrone.com. Check it out. There's links to everything else there. Also, splinteredthrone.bandcamp.com. That's our shop. We will sign CDs and send them to you. Maybe throw some free goodies in there. We got T-shirts. The guys get shirts. Get some shirts. And uh, we're on YouTube. We're on Spotify. We are on Twitter. Follow me on Twitter. Uh, You can follow White Crone on Twitter. And I'm always sharing uh, Splinter Throne news. Also, Splintered Throne is missing an E, but you can find us. Just Google us and you'll find us. Not too hard. We're to everywhere. What is going uh, on with White Chrome, by the way? Anything? Well, you know, I um, I have five songs that are in kind of skeletal form. And I'm actually going to do it like a little mini songwriter retreat. It's hard to do. It's hard, it's hard to make. I made a, this album in my spare time, that first album. And that's really hard to do. So I'm actually doing a little songwriter retreat where I'm going away to a little cabin for a couple of days. And I'm going to bring those songs with me and try to brainstorm on them. Not promising anything, but eventually I will put out another, you know, it's not a band. I just always give people the disclaimer. White Crone is not a band. It is a recording project, but I will definitely be um, uh, working on that soon and try to, we yeah. got a lot Flash of activity going on in the chat right now. Um, 
let's see uh what's your favorite key or what key dominated the album e flat we've already discussed that um dr fuck says night of the heathen skulls neck breaking track <laughs> uh, oh, oh by the way lisa lisa when you go out to do that uh, cabin retreat to do that make sure you don't have any snowstorms happen right in the middle of it no i'm talking oregon man this is Oregon coast. I was making a shining joke there. It's gonna rain. Oh, a shining joke. Oh, yeah, that would be on Mount Hood because that's no where play. they filmed it. They the filmed way. it in Oregon. Oh, really? That was no cabin. I was, I was, I was trying to make the ties. He's trying. Um, all flat. We just Wait, cut Andrew, right at the knees. All work Andrew, and no play. <laughs> Andrew Peters boy. says in the chat the Octagon debut album. Any reference to Chuck Norris? I have no idea what that means. No, and that's actually the third album the octagon was actually the third album that we put out oh okay i got it okay. well any reference to <laughs> Norris? <laughs> no i don't remember what we were i don't know i don't remember i think it's it was not, more ufc than anything it's not like a really famous fight uh, team out of there with like a whole bunch of really famous fighters it's not like uh, randy piper lived across town over here yeah and and yeah. also that guy too yeah you know, then you didn't have Team Quest and freaking and, and Roddy Piper, exactly. Oh, and um, Murphy Full Fate is back in the chat. He says, Splintered Throne, cool name. Yes, we know. That's why we have them on, except for the fact <laughs> they're also cool people and a cool band. And he also says, I'll be checking it out. Okay, remember, splinteredthrone.bandcamp.com. Buy the CD, buy their merch. That's right. And Jim or, Harris. You know, download Jim- it, stream it, whatever. And uh, Jim Harris from uh, Emissary is in the chat too. He just joined. Hey. Oh, right on, Jimbo. Hey. Jimbo. Awesome. Hopefully, hopefully you're doing okay, Jim, with your your uh, missing tooth. <laughs> it happens. We feel okay sharing about it because you shared about it on Facebook. Yeah, so. it's, it's only fair. <laughs> uh, Jason, did you have another band too besides Splinter Throne, or is it something else you're working on? You, you can't yeah, talk about. Okay. I do a. Uh, I played a cover band with a bunch of other guys. We just played '60s, '70s, '80s, '90s. Just stuff you'd hear on the radio, and it's not metal at all, and it's just kind of fun. And then um, I have a tribute band that I'm going to be playing with soon, but I'm not going to say anything yet other than. All right. All right. Keep an eye out for that as well. And I, I did see that orb in your room there, so something's, sure. something's about to happen. Yeah. <laughs> it's very scary. Yeah, all right. Any boys and girls. <laughs> that's right. It's going to be Halloween. I guess we're making fight. You don't believe. You don't believe me, but that's okay. No, I believe you. I totally believe you. <laughs> yeah, I totally believe you. We're, we're having. We're I can't wait to tell my wife the story because she's going to be like, she's going to freak out. It's a lot. It's, it's awesome. <laughs> she just freaks out when I talk about the ghost. Yeah, I would too. I would. I would not live there. <laughs> He's pretty tame. As long as you don't die, I guess you'd be all right. <laughs> oh, what oh, hope you care about your dad? Though. The world, Wayne. Jeez. <laughs> I just saw. I just saw the best bumper sticker, and I was having kind of a crappy day too. It said, "But did you die?" <laughs> I said, <see that>, yeah. <laughs> "But did you die?" <laughs> but did you die? <laughs> I was like, that really cheered me up. Thank you. I needed that. All right. I, I have a funny story about bumper stickers. So I was at Eternal Con, which is like the Long Island Comic Con out here. I was working uh, for Troma, the guys who did Toxic Avenger and Class of Newcomb High. So as a thank you, they gave me like a bunch of free swag. One of them was a, a I Love Tromaville High School bumper sticker that I had in my car. I'm walking my dog and uh, one of my neighbors who lives around the block from me, they're like, 
hey, I wanted to ask you, Tromaville High School, is that upstate? I'm like, <laughs> no, it's a fictional high school in New Jersey from like a B-movie company out of Hell's Kitchen. Yeah, uh, it's, right, I, it's right next to Miskatonic University. I, I was just like, I, I can't believe I actually had to explain that to somebody. But, you know, uh, I wouldn't know either. It's all right. You should have told them it's an auxiliary campus for what's the matter you. must capture moose and squirrel yes (laughs) Uh, well thank you guys for coming on the show had a lot of fun yeah thanks for having us it was awesome yep and the new album right here uh the greater good of man is out so go to bandcamp.com and get that is there any possibility of all the older albums ever coming back on cd or anything Uh, I don't know. That's a discussion to have at some point. I've kind of thought about, man, it'd be kind of cool to re-record a couple. I was just going to ask, maybe re-record, yeah. Maybe do them live, like you know. But I I don't know yet. We we really want to squeeze what we can out of this one and and just kind of push this. It's kind of like like um, you know, we put a new motor in the Corvette. We (laughs) wants to drive the old one. You know what I mean? Well, you know what though, I tell I tell people though, get that Redline CD Mm. because that Redline CD was in my van. I know. Yeah. Fucking all. I pardon my French. I listen to CDs. Yes, I do. (laughs) But that that red line CD was in my van. You wanted how I knew the words. And it's because that red line CD is killer. Mm. And Garrison sings the hell out of those tunes. So, you know, and that money still comes to the band. It comes to the band account. It helps us, you know, uh, get, get our uh, tour in Germany fund. (laughs) <laughs> that's that's we got to go that's right please support the bands every little yes. bit helps whether you buy a cd whether you buy a t-shirt buy the album once never listen to it again and listen to the rest of it on your streaming platform but every time you buy that one copy you you help them out really people please do that buy everything. We, we appreciate it and it all it either gets shipped from lisa's warehouse or my warehouse and i'm always super generous i just throw all kinds of crap in there so yeah so you always get more than sign it, whatever. Seal it with a kiss. <laughs> sometimes you get heavy metal playing cards. Sometimes, you know, yeah. like Sweetwater, I'll throw a piece of candy in there or something. Just whatever. Yeah, you know, Sweetwater's got to stop with that because by the time the candy gets to me, it's I can't eat it. So <laughs> very cool. Again, thank you guys for coming on the show, and thank you to everybody who joined in the chat. Please join in the chats every weekend. We're usually here live at uh, eight o'clock on YouTube. And uh, subscribe and hit the little bell. Hit subscribe. Icon. That's right. We are up to how many? Uh, 839 subscribers. So we're almost at a thousand. And Lou, what are we going to do for the thousand subscriber? Okay, for the thousand subscriber. And I'm happy to say that the gentleman who also played bass, Mr. George Dimitri, and the producer, Alex Repetti, will be in town this week. So I'm going to get them all to sign this copy. So our cover of uh Def Leppard's On Through the Night made it onto this tribute album, which also includes the band Roxy Blue. And again, I have to say it because it's hilarious. Jim Crean, who was at one point supposed to sing with Vinnie Vincent, who is singing Def Leppard karaoke on this. Yes, he I think he took the master (laughs) track and recorded his voice over it. And he's on two songs on this. Um, This is a Def Leppard tribute album called Let's Get Rock, a tribute to Def Leppard. We are track number 12. Um, incorrectly uh, labeled as rat salad on the back, but on the inside, it does say rat side review. And uh, 
That's cool. And John Witten from Shockwire joins us on vocals and rhythm guitar. The 1,000 subscriber gets this autographed mm-hmm. copy of the tribute album signed by the four of us. Um, yeah, we couldn't get John because he lives in Peterborough, Ontario, Canada. But uh, I definitely have to mail him a copy. So, yes, please subscribe, like. Do it. Do it. Who knows the name of the ballad off the Roxy Blue album, that first album? I don't, I don't remember, oh, but I do like- remember he played Epiphone guitars and was like the uh, poster boy for Epiphone at one point. Times are changing. Actually, I'm not a butt rock guy. That album is really good. It's got Rob the Cradle on it, and there, there's some written guitar on there. Is that I'm like this encyclopedia of, of heavy metal that, like, I know the most useless information. But man, if I was to go up against Eddie Trunk, I would smoke that dude. Every time he had stuffed the <laughs> trunk, I would smoke that guy. You probably have enough to feed the entire country of Guam. Anyways, uh, who said that? Uh, <laughs> hey, oof. we're not shooting. We're not. We're not going after Guam. Uh, okay, but uh, no, I got to admit though, their cover of "Let It Go" is really good on this. I really that's have cool. to put Roxy. Check Roxy. That oh, that's a good song too. Yeah, well, it's. I mean, there's a couple of like later day uh, covers on this, but it's predominantly you know high and dry and. Uh, yeah. um pyromania so and high and dry is my favorite duff lovered album so hey i'm hey, not gonna wayne, complain you know we ain't never gonna leave right wayne I'm, I'm, no that's okay you can stay as long as you want yeah, yeah. so anyway has anybody been watching the the new game of thrones <laughs> no you mean you mean you mean the book fire and blood yes i don't know anything about it whatsoever i haven't read all of george R. R. martin's game of thrones books the soap opera with dragons in it I was exactly. trying to watch the Dahmer uh, show, but my wife got a little spooked by that, so I had to turn my it off. My wife's already watched the whole darn thing. She was all about it because it has Evan Peters in it. Now, it's just crazy. My wife would rather watch, like, uh, Discovery, you know, Investigates. Like, she'll watch that, but mm-hmm. she won't watch, like, dramatizations of serial killers because it's too much for her. I'm like, really? I'd rather watch, the like, the horror shows than the mm-hmm. Discovery Investigation stuff. I like the gore. The stuff my mother-in-law watches, she watches all these crime shows like, you know, The Law and Order and NCIS and Criminal Minds. And you walk in a room and I'll be like, what you watching, Joe? And she's like, well, they cut this kid's arm off and they're collecting body parts from all these people. He's going to make like a Frankenstein. (laughs) So let me ask you, does your mother-in-law think she's a detective now because she watches these shows? (laughs) No, I don't know. I don't know where she gets this from, but I'll walk in, you know, I'll just be like, hey, Joe, it's time for lunch. And there'll be some chick on the screen with like a gag in her mouth going, ah, <laughs> blood everywhere. <laughs> what are you what criminal mind show are you watching, Leah? <laughs> what is she watching there? Are you sure that's called criminal minds? Yeah. Are we sure? Or, you know, the guy laid, laid out on the table and, you know, doing an autopsy. Like, okay. And next, the love boat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then we'll watch the love boat. And when we watch the love boat, we play a game called "Are they still alive?" Oh my god! <laughs> How many times did they try to bring the love boat back? Find out. Sad. Is Ape Pagoda still alive? <laughs> oh, if, she, if she walks out of the room with a trench coat and a cigar in her hand, there's, there's going to be a problem. <laughs> All right, I'll shut up. Speaking of dinner, I got to go make Joan some dinner. All right, go make the dinner. And you guys go to ratsoutreview.com, uh, musicislife.com, mu- hey, no, hey, musicislifepodcast.com. Hey. Sorry. Hey, and, yeah, no, uh, just go to my link tree. Go to my link tree. My website's down. All right. And uh, what, James? 
I have a show too. It's All right, good night, everybody. Huddle. See you later. Oh, come great. on, Wayne. <laughs> it's been great, and then, you know what? It was great because uh, so so last week, uh, co-host Caleb, because he had no no dog in the fight between Florida and Tennessee in the football game, he got to watch. Ten- he watched as a Tennessee fan, and he calls me, and we're going to be discussing what he said. He he literally called me about five minutes left in the game. And goes, how do you do this every week? And I go, welcome to being a Tennessee fan, Caleb. <laughs> so. You're going to hear that all. You're going to hear all that. And also the week five uh, review and picks before the games start at 930 on Facebook. Very cool. Everybody done now? I'm done. Watch my interview with Brian Tyler from Diamond Head. That was good. (laughs) Oh, yes. That was a very good interview. So go check that out. Yep. It was released yesterday. Yes, he's such a gentleman and uh, just such a nice guy. And I only had a half hour of his time, but. I, th- I had like 15 questions. He answered like 13 of them. Like it was just like, you just the conversation was just flowed so naturally. He was such a cool guy. And uh, I actually just ordered my copy of the uh, Lightning to the Nations reissue. Uh, that should be coming Friday. So that'll that's, be cool. That's, you know, that's strange. Awesome. What's strange? You ordered that before you ordered the new Splinter Throne album. Um, I just had to. <laughs> Fuck you, Wayne. Yeah. Um, I will order my copy <laughs> right now. I was gonna order my Splinter Throne T-shirt and CD oh, yeah. after we got off the air. You're, you're gonna do that, huh? I'm going to. I'll be and... sitting here waiting for your email. <laughs> okay, my oh, my, wow. my got, email yeah, is Wayne. Actually, is an asshole. At... Right got a baby face your way out of this one. Actually, actually, Lou, let's just do it right now. Go ahead. We'll sit here and wait. <laughs> All right. <laughs> oh, for God's and, sake! And Jason, keep your email open. Let's see if he does this. <laughs> Wayne, I'm gonna kill you one of these days just for spite. Wow, bandcamp.com. No, no, uh, Splinter no, Throne. Splinter Throne. Band. Uh, yeah, band right, this is hilarious. Wayne, what's your credit card number? Uh, here. <laughs> Do we have another order? I'm on it. Oh, wait. He's okay. getting there. Or you can just download the Bandcamp app us. and get it there, you know, also in digital I sent form. to another German. Everybody today. is waiting in the chat here. Very anxious, waiting to see what happens here. We did, we did just sell something to somebody in Germany. Yep. Karsten Schmitz. Hi, Karsten Schmitz. Thank you for ordering our CD. This is, this is very exciting. Uh, okay. Let me ask you, do you recommend I get the album t-shirt or the Lady Throne t-shirt? Because I think I actually like the Lady Throne t-shirt a little better. Lady Throne is awesome. We always sell out of that one. Like, and there's not that many of them. Yeah. Oh, six remaining? Oh, yes, I want one. Actually, Lou, get both. Okay. Make it up for them. (laughs) I want you to buy one of everything and pay $27 for each item. And if you don't, you'll be haunted <laughs> by you'll be haunted by Jamo's ghost. That's right. How about that? Well, apparently, it travels through the uh, internet waves. There, yeah. So. Just put a, put the ghost. So. Put the ghost in loose package. Yeah. And for the record, you're not putting me on the spot because I was going to do this anyways. I just yeah, think it's yeah, ridiculous yeah. that we're doing this live on YouTube. You Why fucking not? moron! Everybody's Especially excited. Joe's Listen, so hungry. There's still seven people here watching, so they're interested. In I can this. I can tell some jokes. Go ahead. Yeah, Wayne Noon is a podcaster. There, <laughs> oh. 
that I can't hey, top that. Yo. That's that's Ooh. like a good joke. All right, let's hear a joke, dude. Uh, hey, did you hear about the guy that drank the invisible ink? No. Hey, he's waiting at the hospital, waiting to be seen. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say they were good jokes. I just said they're jokes. Uh, All right, I, hey. I could top that with a the bat with a bad one too. So um, I should have told this to Brian Tyler, but I didn't. But I heard this when I was in Hawaii uh for my honeymoon uh the guy asked me hey do you know why they call the uh, uh the mountain diamond head i said no why do they call the mountain diamond head because it used to be a guy who sold cabbage up there and he'd go dime ahead dime ahead <laughs> uh, be careful with that one that one's an antique stop no hey did you I... hear about the cannibal who threw up his arms <laughs> <laughs> No, what about the cannibal who threw up his arms? Did you hear about the cannibal who passed his brother in the forest? <laughs> wow. <laughs> I snorted. <laughs> what is going on over there, Lou? It doesn't take that long I to just... I'm dead PayPal. I, I thought we lost two watchers. <laughs> your fault. I was one of them, stupid. <laughs> okay, there you go. All right, I'm waiting. I'm waiting. Really? <laughs> Lisa, you better steal that freaking CD with a kiss. That's all I'm going to say. One order! <laughs> Who's it from? Luman! All right. Good job, Luman. And this is for Wayne Tubble, Noon. Yeah. Double deuce. There you go. Did you get it already? You got it before I did. I get the notification from Bandcamp. So. Yeah. Well, I don't get a notification. I just get it on the Bandcamp. I'm oh, there you go. Bandcamp. Well, there you go. Yeah. There we go. And there, there it is. Bada boom. A live splintered throne. There you order. go. Now there are two orders. James just got one too. Okay, so I'm gonna plug oh, the fact apparently? that. All right, so now I'm gonna plug our stuff, Wayne. Severed Ooh, Angels' James! original <laughs> single, "A Fate Worse Than Death," will be released October seventh on all streaming platforms. So uh, yeah, don't forget that's a killer song. Hope you. Uh, yeah, you know. be a really cool song. Yep, can't wait for everybody to hear that song. And uh, ratsoundreview.com. Hit subscribe, like I said before. Uh, splinterthrone.bandcamp.com and uh, I'm pointing the wrong way the camera's here so go do all that stuff go buy the Splinter Throne CD do it right there go buy it yeah and we will see you guys next week back with Iron Maiden versus Judas Priest ooh that sounds good yeah goodbye well, actually we are, we are going to be doing October Ween as well for Rat Side Review <laughs> aren't we <laughs> poor Wayne what are we yeah, going to be, our... be doing? Yeah, are we going to be doing October like you know yes. movies instead? Also, yes, at some point. Oh, when November? Yes, Dick. Goodbye, Demoni. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Hey guys, really nice to meet you guys. Bye, yes. Andy Ann. You're my <laughs> you're my favorite one. <laughs> I I turned it off already. <laughs> <laughs> Looking for some new podcasts to listen to? Well, look no further than the Ratsaw Review Network. Ratsaw Review is taking over the podcast world with plenty of shows to choose from within their network of entertaining programming, including the flagship show, Ratsaw Review, with Wayne Noon, Greg Noggle, and Lou Mavs, as well as occasional co-hosts Manny Mejias and James Lilquist. We also have the official Ratsaw Review spin-offs, such as Album vs. Album, Screams from the Grave, where we discuss beloved yet forgotten hard rock and metal albums of the past, and a King Diamond podcast called This Broadcast Belongs to Them. We've also got Old Man Metal's Music. Musings. The Metal Thrashing Nerd Podcast with Metal Thrashing Mike. 
the Team Otoki podcast featuring Stradivarius and Avalon founding member Team Otoki. The BS Sessions with Mark and Jerry. Just the Cheese, Please, a podcast dedicated to cheesy films of the 1980s with Tara J and Adam. And the Music is Live podcast with Lou Mavs. The Ratsaw Review Network is your go-to one-stop shop for the best podcasts out there today. Go to RatsawReview.com for more info. And to find out where you can find, follow, subscribe, and comment on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, and all streaming platforms. The Ratsaw Review Network. We're We're taking over. over.